help to open doors to students that they might not necessarily have thought about. Uh, this year, um, I've awarded a couple of scholarships to students that I actually taught when they were in year seven, and I oh, recognised wow. their names. Um, yeah. I'm not sure whether they'd remember me, but as soon as I saw their names and the school they went to, I knew who they were, which um, that's really good to kind of see students in the full circle. It does make me feel a bit old, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to My Leeds Story, a podcast series from the University of Leeds alumni and development team, which shines a spotlight on members of our global Leeds community. My name is Marie Christopher Davey, and I'm the fundraising manager for the Footsteps Fund here at Leeds, founded on the principle that all outstanding students should have the opportunity to benefit from and make the most of their experience at Leeds, regardless of their background. Support from alumni and friends of the university doesn't just help financially, but also gives students an equal chance to thrive through a number of scholarships and support programmes. One of those programmes is our Sector Leading Plus programme, which supports students from underrepresented groups in higher education to navigate their Leeds experience. In this episode, Ed catches up with Lucy Holhan, a PLUS programme officer at the university. We find out more about Lucy's role and exactly how the PLUS programme is making a real difference to students at Leeds. Hi Lucy, um, thank you very much for joining us today on uh, the My Lee Story podcast. How, how are things with you in, in lockdown? Hiya, um, yeah, all right. Um, we've just been saying it's nice and sunny outside today, which is good. So looking forward to the days getting longer. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it does make a difference, doesn't it, when you can go out in some sunshine. So you are uh, the PLUS programme officer at the University of Leeds. So if, if you could just start by telling us a little bit about, about yourself and perhaps what brought you to Leeds and, and the role that you're in now? Yeah, so um, I am originally from Leeds, from East Leeds. You can probably tell by my accent. I actually trained to be a teacher um, after I graduated and worked as a Spanish teacher um, in East Leeds as well um, for a bit. And then I kind of always had an interest in sort of widening participation because when I was at uni, I worked um, in the outreach teams um, as a student. So I uh, first started working at Leeds um, within Go Higher West Yorkshire so it was more working with a student's um, pre-entry rather than once they've actually got into Leeds Um, so I worked on that project for a couple of years and then um, June 2019 I moved over to the PLUS programme because I was interested in sort of supporting those students once they'd actually got into Leeds um, and through their journey at university. Mm. And and that uh, breadth of experience is obviously helpful in, in what you're doing isn't it because you'll have all the parts in the in the chain I guess um, and in turn, obviously the roles that you're involved in the, these outreach roles are, are supporting students is there anything in in particular that you find is it satisfying this the role in terms of helping people or what is it that makes you want to do this this role yeah I think it is it is satisfying because I think when I was a teacher obviously I was working with the students sort of age between 11 and 18 and some of them would say mention things about university and kind of suggest that maybe it wasn't for them you know oh nobody from my family has been to university but then you'd find sometimes if you kind of explained it to the students and this was a similar in my outreach role as well um they just needed sort of the information and actually then might realise, oh, actually, maybe university is for me, you know, maybe I can afford it because of student finance and things like that. 
Um, and actually, something that is particularly um, nice to see is that uh, this year um, I've awarded a couple of scholarships to students that I actually taught when they were in year seven and I oh, recognised wow. their names. Um, yeah. I'm not sure whether they'd remember me, but as soon as I saw their names and the school they went to, I knew who they were, which um, that's really good to kind of see students in the full circle. It does make me feel a bit old, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just really nice when we when we get feedback from students that you know shows that what we've done has actually helped them um, and we've seen that we've got some incredible students who um you know are doing medicine or um have gone on to set up businesses or are really successful alumni and it's um it's really great to see mm. so obviously you mentioned sort of a few stages to it in entry to the university your role now is focusing on helping people once they're here can you explain maybe some some examples of of why they might need your support? Yeah, so, um, I mean, we've got over 4,000 students on the PUS programme, so they're all individual students, you know, with individual stories and backgrounds. Um, but some sort of examples of groups we might support are, say, for example, students who are studying without family support. So they might have been in the care system um, or they might be estranged from their families for various reasons. So, mm. um, those groups of students experience additional barriers because they don't have that support network to fall back on. Other groups might be a lot of our students are first in their family to go to university, um, you know, so their family might be very supportive, but they just don't have that previous experience. You know, they 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 don't know what university is like because no one else has had that experience. So mm. we're there to sort of, you know, answer the, the silly questions or provide a bit of a guide or um, help them navigate through all of the information that is sort of thrown at them when they begin. We've a large group of students who are from sort of um, a lower income background. So um, and so they might be really relying on that extra financial t support to ensure mm. that they can, you know, move out and pay for their accommodation, pay for their travel, their books, all that kind of thing. Um, mm. But as I say, all the students are individuals. Some of them fit in multiple sort of categories. Um, some of them, um, you know, they've all got their own stories. So, um, mm. yeah, we just try as much as possible to support them through that journey and help them make the most of being at Leeds and all the different things that it offers. Mm. And can you tell us about some of the things that you are doing on the PLUS programme to support these students? So it's pretty varied. Um, the great, A great thing about the PLUS programme is that we don't have like um, a concrete set of activities that we do. Like we're very flexible, we change up what we do each year. Um, mm. But we sort of look at various areas, so transition would be one of them. So when students are starting at Leeds, it's obviously for most people, it's a huge thing coming to university. It's, you know, they might be moving from a different part of the country. So we will provide things like um, uh, online uh, Q&A sessions where they can just ask anything they want before they started. We This year we ran um, something called the Settle In Scheme, which was peer mentoring. So um, our new cohort of students 
could um, sign up to get matched up with a second or third or fourth year student. We've launched a black student peer mentoring scheme um, and that's in conjunction with a sort of external um, coach called Karen Cruz who's worked with us for the last few years. Uh, the mentors get sort of training from Karen in terms of how how to coach students, how to mentor, how to get the best out of um, the person that they're mentoring. Um, but also we also want to ensure that these students are all gaining from the um, the scheme in that they're gaining sort of employability skills but um, and learning more about different areas so in the mo at the moment we're um, in the process of booking various sort of guest speakers um, who can talk about sort of their experiences in terms of um, you know as a black professional in the world of law for example I won't say who we've got because we haven't confirmed any speakers yet but we should right. hopefully have some really interesting speakers to talk to these students about how they've got to where they are now, um, any challenges they've experienced and their sort of advice for these students who are sort of first, second, third year students. Mm. Um, so that's been really interesting to run that scheme. Mm. Um, and watch this space for, for those speakers to see see who they are. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I'm hoping um, we should get some good sort of people including hopefully a couple of alumni but we'll see <laughs> the students um that make up the plus program include those who have got the um undergraduate means tested scholarship as well as those who've got the leeds master's scholarship we also use those applications to see if we can identify any students that um that need to be supported in terms of um if they're studying without family support for example um so if we find out that students are estranged from their family, for example, we would proactively contact them and ask if they need support in terms of um, with their accommodation. So, for example, this year we give um, free um, kitchen and bedding packs to this group of students for, to help them settle in when they moved in. Once they start and they know that they've been awarded a scholarship, we do um, information sessions for those students. So actually explaining to them why have they got this scholarship? Where has the money come from? Um, you know, explaining that it has been donated by alumni um, mm. and generous sort of parties um, to the university. Other areas are sort of employability related. So um, we work really closely with colleagues in the careers team um, to deliver things like insight days. So they are all paid for. Um, in uh, non-COVID times, it would involve sort of travel, for example, to London um, or to Manchester or, you know, to a company or a business somewhere. Um, and the students would get um, an insight into that employer um, for the day. They're usually quite popular. Um, we also have things like industry talks, um, alumni mentoring, um, which is kind of one-to-one -one with students. Um, skills workshop so our um, colleagues can run a workshop for example on um, how to um, how to create your LinkedIn profile and use it to um, you know get in touch with future employers mm. um, and other signposting to sort of work opportunities that kind of thing and then um, I guess another aspect of it is well-being and the sort of social side so a big thing um, for us is the, sen the idea of a sense of belonging for the students and making them feel like they do fit in at Leeds, they are welcome at Leeds, you know they are surrounded by students that are similar to them. Another thing that's worth mentioning is um, we have something called the Opportunities Fund which um, 
is allows students to apply for up to £500 per academic year to help them with um, an opportunity which might enhance their CV or increase their confidence or their skills. Um, because we don't want financial barriers to exist for these students in terms of getting that experience or getting their foot in the door with a certain industry. Um, so that's really successful with students as well. Brilliant. It sound, it, all, the, all the activities that you're describing there sound like very useful and, and interesting to attend. Have you got any examples of the, that you can share of the, um, the impact that that the programme has had quotes or anything that you've heard anecdotally from the people who who you're um, who you're supporting? Um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned sense of belonging earlier, which is something that it's quite hard to sort of measure or quantify. Um, mm. But it does feel like we've helped students in this way. Um, so we actively ask for feedback from students quite regularly. Um, and we just had some really nice comments from students about saying um for example it's just nice to know i'm part of a community with other similar people um it made me feel it makes me feel like i'm surrounded by people who relate to where i've come from and we've also um during covid when it sort of first started happening last spring we had to look and think about which of our students were sort of most vulnerable to what was going on so we addressed this really quickly and offered financial su support to estranged and care experienced students. And we got good feedback about that. Um, students saying that they really appreciated us sort of actively supporting them, just wanting to help them um, because yeah. the whole COVID situation has increased the sort of anxiety and stress among a lot of students. And they said that, um, you know, finance isn't the be all and end all, but it really did help get rid of that stress, you know, knowing that mm. they could pay the next month's rent or, you know, buy their food shopping and not have to scrimp and mm. save. And you, and you mentioned um, the, the added impact of, of COVID-19. Have you witnessed the need for support go up significantly then firsthand? Yeah, I think, um, I think you know, everyone's seen in the media that it has been a really stressful time for students. I think... Um, financially it's been an issue because people have lost jobs or lost um, zero hours contracts and things like that that they were relying on to top up their maintenance loan for example mm. um also not being able to use the campus services as much because obviously the university has to follow the COVID guidelines and not have as many sort of study spaces and things free um we've supported students to get access to laptops so um, we've worked with the IT team to get laptops out to students so that they can access all of their um, lectures and classes and exams as well. Um, mm. But I think aside from practical things, it's also just students have felt more isolated, I guess, um, mm -hmm. maybe more lonely. I think especially for first years, that's been challenging because they've not had that chance to go to societies like in person um, and you know, stand outside a lecture theatre and chat to someone new kind of thing. They've not had that experience as much as other students. So that's why we're trying to just keep in touch with them. You know, we've got like a Facebook page and Instagram trying to create that feeling of community as much as we can without physically being there on campus with the students. Mm. In a way, it's, it's even more important than ever before the, the whole programme, isn't it? I mean, the isolation must be must be difficult for so many people. Yeah, I think even just things like finding housing for second year as well, because 
um, students, most students generally, if they're if they are sort of living in Leeds, will go on to private housing in their second year, for example, and knowing how to go about that and finding a group of friends to live with and stuff things like that are difficult so mm. we did for example a um housing event with information about housing and making sure that the students were um not getting ripped off or anything like that but also afterwards we did a sort of um speed friending event where the students could mm. actually chat to other students on a video call who were also looking for housemates and see right. if they had anything in common mm. And it sounds like you've you've adapted. You obviously had to adapt to the current conditions with working from home and and all that stuff during COVID nineteen. Um, it sounds like you've been able to keep a lot of the things going that you're doing um, that you would do normally. Obviously, they look a bit different, but um, what sort of things have you been doing on online? Um, so yeah, so obviously we have had to adapt to not seeing the students face to face, which um, you know was quite difficult initially. But we've we've kind of got used to it now. Some years we would offer things like bowling, um, quizzes, that kind of thing. Um, while we're working online, we've got a really popular movie and takeaway night where mm. the, we um, pay for the students to get a takeaway and we all come together on a video call to chat about a film and it just gives them a chance to sort of break from their studies and chat to some other students and actually it's had some um, advantages because it means we can record workshops so mm -hmm. if students really want to attend something and find out about something but they've got a clash with a, a lecture or a seminar um, we have all our um, events recorded and saved on blackboard so that they can just have a look afterwards and yeah. um, it's actually meant that we've had higher um, engagement from our students at some of these events because they've not had to like physically get to campus, be in a room at a certain time. Yeah. Um, so that's been really positive. Yeah, we try, we're just trying to do as much as possible to get students like chatting to each other and feel like they're in this community together. OK, so if anyone were listening right now to the, to the podcast, um, and they were considering giving to the university to to help with the plus program because because they can see the difference it makes um what would you say to them um i think each aspect of the plus program might not be huge but i think we have seen from feedback from students and from talking to them um say just before they're about to graduate that all of the the little bits of support that we provide can actually really help them um, in terms of making the most of being at Leeds and making the most of all of the opportunities that are available to them. It's not that they don't have aspiration, it's not that they don't have the drive to um, to access all of these things, it's just that sometimes they need that extra help um, where, and we can provide that, you know, whether it's the opportunities fund where we're helping them to, for example, pay for their travel to um, an uh, an insight day or an interview in London, for example, or whether it's helping them um, be part of a society, um, mm. for example. And I think we have sort of helped to open doors to students that they might not necessarily have thought about. I think an example of this is that some of our students don't necessarily have the contacts or the networks that other mm, students from other backgrounds might have. 
So by being able to pay for things like Insight Days and offer those to students, it opens the doors to more opportunities. So our students might think, oh, I didn't know about that industry and I didn't know that I would actually have the skills to go into that industry, but now I've been able to find out more about it. We have students who still want to keep in touch and, and support what we do after they've graduated because they see how it's helped them and how it can help future um, students. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think that's just, it's great to see. Right, well, it, it, it's superb to hear about, about the work and it's good to know that all that all that's going on um, and, and the support for students is there and long may it continue. So um, thank you very much for all, all that you're doing, Lucy, and thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you, it's been good to chat. You've been listening to My Lead Story, a podcast series brought to you by the alumni and development team at the University of Leeds. For more stories about our global Leeds community, why not visit our website, alumni.leeds.ac.uk, or join us on social media at Leeds Alumni. And if you've got a Leeds story that you'd like to share, email us at alumni at leeds.ac.uk.